I don't have a law degree or any of the other typical resume, you know, features that uh, many politicians do. So, you know, I'm just literally an ex-blue collar guy who wanted to run for office and has read a bunch of books. That's Rob Anderson. He's a Democrat running for Congress in Louisiana's 3rd District. Clay Higgins is the Republican incumbent in that area, and they will both be on the November 3rd ballot. In this episode, we interview Anderson about why he's running for Congress. We've also asked Higgins to come on the show, and we hope to interview him before the election as well. A quick note, this interview was recorded before Hurricane Delta hit Louisiana, so you won't hear us talking about the storm. I'm Julie O'Donohue, and this is the Illuminator Podcast. is Anderson's second time running against Higgins. He also ran for Congress in 2018. And that time, Anderson only received 5% of the vote. But Anderson expects to do better in this year's election. He says he's learned a lot since his last campaign. Anderson has lived all over the country, California, New York, Maryland, and now Louisiana. He's also had a range of jobs. My first big job was managing a print shop and a digital print shop where I learned uh, IT skills because that was the beginning of the digital print revolution, actually. And then I went to work for some uh, banks. I went to work for Merrill Lynch and Wells Fargo. And then I got tired of IT uh, in my late 20s, early 30s. And then I went into construction because I wanted to uh, work with my hands more. I got tired of offices, believe it or not. And then I went into concrete and drilling and home building, which is what I did up until I got into politics at the age of 48. So for the last 18 years of my life, I was doing construction. Anderson got into politics because of the 2016 election. He had been an independent, but switched to the Democratic Party. He says he picked the Democrats because he supports abortion rights. I'm a lifelong independent who says, you know, at some point we got to draw the line. There's a Supreme Court decision that says abortion is legal. And this entire fight of the last 40 years is two parties picking one thing that everybody can fight about while all the other stuff is going on. You know, you're getting uh, uh, corporate tax cuts and deregulation and the, the corporations are running rampant and starting to control politics. Anderson is very concerned about corporate influence over elections. That's part of the reason he's vowed not to take campaign contributions from corporate donors. If elected, Anderson says his top priority would be to get infrastructure funding. Our infrastructure in Louisiana, and I can say as one who has lived all over the country, we are not a first world country in most of the states. Um, our, 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 excuse me, our infrastructure is lagging behind, uh, woefully lagging behind a lot of the country, uh, from the hurricane that just passed hurricane Laura, my own house was one of, uh, 600,000 that got knocked out of power and we were without power in my house for three weeks. And, um, when we replaced all these power lines, cause we did, we had to redo almost the entire electrical grid here in Southwest Louisiana. Um, we didn't update it 
And it's that kind of thing that drives me nuts. Anderson is particularly concerned about the lack of broadband access in Louisiana's 3rd District. The 3rd District roughly runs from Acadiana to Lake Charles. Where I live uh, up uh, north of De Quincey, we just got DSL last December, right after Christmas. Um, we hadn't had any form of high-speed internet up there till then. And this is in you know 2019, almost 2020 at the time in the United States. And there's, you know, over here in Lafayette, you have LUS fiber and some of the best high, you know, high speed internet in the world. And, you know, the other side of the district, there's a lot of people who are now being asked to homeschool during a pandemic, for example, who don't have high speed internet. And it's that kind of infrastructure that I think that separates a successful thriving district from just kind of a straggling along, uh, we shouldn't be a poor district, but we are. Uh, 25% of the country's oil and gas flows through Louisiana, and there's no reason that we should be a poor state or not. Anderson has not been impressed with the federal response to COVID-19. He says he doesn't understand why the health crisis was politicized. And he's extremely critical of Higgins' response specifically. If I had been elected in 2018, lives would have been saved in our district, I guarantee, because I advocated for masks from the beginning. Uh, And when the quarantine first broke out, I worked with a nonprofit group. We went around donating 10,000 masks and shields to first responders and hospitals that were overwhelmed and didn't have enough supplies. Uh, to the ambulances here in Acadiana, and then I donated in Baton Rouge and New Orleans, all over Louisiana, we were donating these things. And Higgins was one of those who had said, you know, masks are the dehumanization of the children of God, don't wear masks. And it's like, please don't do that. Your people are putting their lives in danger for a political ideology, wear a mask. Uh, so that's my take on that. Anderson is right. Higgins initially discouraged people from wearing masks. But he's since softened his stance. In a July Facebook post, Higgins told followers that he wears a mask on airplanes, in elevators, and at the grocery store. But it's one of only several times recently that Higgins has really upset Anderson. The main thing that I would say really got under my skin, and it's still ongoing, is when he uh, took a photograph of a Kentucky armed protest, which was just a bunch of African-American men holding assault rifles, um, AR-15s and, and, and whatnot, uh, that I should have clarified with, you know, quotation marks, assault rifles, they get called that, and threatened to shoot protesters who came to Lafayette. It was defended that he was speaking specifically of violent protesters, but that's not what the post was about. He just basically said, if you come to our town, I'll drop any 10 of you with a, you know, with a rifle bullet. And just sort of that attempted intimidation towards free speech really ground my gears. And we really started uh, using that against him because it was deplorable. And it's not the way you speak to your constituents. And for one thing, he's no longer a law enforcement. So he shouldn't be out there with a rifle, I don't know, randomly executing people. So, yeah, that, that really bothered me. Anderson is referring to a Facebook post Higgins made in early September. Higgins published a photograph of a black militia group and wrote that he would, quote, drop any 10 of you where you stand if the group showed up in Lafayette. 
Facebook ended up removing that post and another one like it from Higgins' page. And the black militia did show up in Lafayette for a protest at the beginning of October. The Advocate reports the demonstration was tense at times, but mostly peaceful. Anderson may have taken Higgins' Facebook post so personally because it strikes at a couple of different things Anderson believes in. Anderson supports gun rights. I am pro-2A. There is no current legislation that I would advocate for, uh, which enables restrictions on firearms. And the black militia was demonstrating for racial injustice. Anderson personally participated in a couple of Black Lives Matters protests this summer. He says changes need to be made to U.S. policing. People are upset that that black men and women are being shot by police. I would absolutely push for civilian oversight, I think we need, of, of police officers, not presuming them guilty, but any industry needs oversight and it needs to be separate from itself or it's going to be self-regulating and we know that doesn't work very well and we need more training Uh, oftentimes in europe uh, canada and other countries police officers receive one to two years of training before they're sent out into the field it's it's a well-trained position in our country i think we do two or three months and then we throw people out the field with inadequate training to me That's it for this week's episode. Please consider subscribing to our show. You can find our content on all the major podcasting platforms. And if you leave us a review, it will help other people find us. I'm your host and producer, Julie O'Donohue. You can find me on Twitter at JS O'Donohue. My editor is Jarvis DeBerry. You can find him on Twitter at Jarvis DeBerry. And Nick Wong composed our theme music. Please check out the rest of the Illuminator's content on our website at lailluminator.com. Until next time, so long. By the way, we asked Anderson to name a couple of people he admired. If you're talking about politicians, I love Katie Porter out of uh, California, Representative Katie Porter. Love her. Love her approach very, uh, very much about data and science and bringing her seats. Uh, and a public figure that's not politics, uh, Mark Hamill, you know, played Luke Skywalker. Big fan of his. Stumbled into fame 40 years ago, and he's, he's been uh, very engaging uh, with his fans, uh, social media and such ever since, and trying to do a lot of good works and good causes. So I'm just a big fan of Mark Hamill.